and Brit, Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit, politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. It's uh, we don't give a flying whatever Wednesday. Yeah, whatever. yeah. We're live, live in the one thirty to two thirty or so Eastern hour. Thank you for joining us or listening to us later and later and we, you know, it'll be two in the morning we don't care we're, we're not don't, don't care matter. don't it's care fresh it's fresh 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 all right uh some good stuff today it's this is quality material it's not high quantity but it's uh it's oh god yeah it, i shouldn't leave the 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 notification is <laughs> House Republicans are trying to relight the flames of their gas stoves culture war. Gas <laughs> mm, stoves. I, I can't. Should should we bite? Well, we kind of have to, I think. We, I think you gotta. All right, let's let's bite on that one for a second here. Uh, my goodness. This is my, the latest my. thing. This is the latest thing they're gonna take from your cold dead hands. Britt. Britt, this is uh this is the problem with the 24-7 news cycle. I mean, you've never heard this before, but it never rests. Uh, Republican lawmakers are going to use a subcommittee hearing and a committee vote today to step up their attacks on the Biden administration's efforts to regulate kitchen appliances. Portraying proposed efficiency standards from the Energy Department as federal overreach doggone it vote for me and i'll set you free to pollute the crap out of your kitchen and choke your kids but it's such a slow motion thing you won't know the difference right the president and the energy secretary jennifer grand she used to be the governor of michigan and the head of the consumer product safety commission have all disavowed any desire to outlaw gas-fired cooktops although Multiple Democratic-led cities hmm, and states have sought to do just that for new buildings. This is how these things work. And it's, of course, a sensible thing because of the statistics about what happens if you're in a home over time where they cook with gas and it's very possible that your stove isn't up to date and it might be a little leaky and it's just not really healthy but that doesn't matter does it Britt, when we're talking about freedom it no, does not this, matter again this is a piece of our national identity being stripped from us mm-hmm. uh, representative pat fallon take a guess which great state he's from sounds like texas you got it good God good damn that's funny he's the chairman of this subcommittee it's called the house oversight subcommittee And here we go. Here comes the great analogy game. Thankfully, Julia Child was able to cook her masterful creations and have her gas range displayed in the Smithsonian Institution, in the National Museum of History, the Natural Museum. Yeah, I got to stop you there. This asshole from Texas is using Julia Child as his his example. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> and, and where did what was her main focus what type of cuisine was she cooking? oh yeah french french that's french, right french, apparently french. we love france now apparently that's a thing and we want to celebrate food. that please 
Uh, by the way, when I think of French food, I think of Texas. So yeah. <laughs> it's exactly right. Paris, Texas. That's where anyway, you get the best French food. That. That's enough of that. That was what was the what's the representative's name? Pat Fallon. Okay. Not to I be know, mistaken, not to be mistaken for Dade Phelan. Dade Phelan. Do you know who that is, Brad? I thought you were gonna mistake him for Jimmy Fallon. No, Dade Phelan is the Speaker of the House of the State of Texas, and you may have seen oh, him the over drunk? the weekend. The drunk guy? <laughs> yes. Either stroking out or being drunk in front of the Texas State Legislature. And now we've got a Republican infighting. Mommy and Daddy are fighting in Texas, Brad. Brit. There's Texas Attorney General and Major Asshole uh, Paxton, Ken Paxton, yeah. calling on State yeah. Speaker Dade Phelan hey. to resign after apparent intoxication. Yes. Brit, who's your favorite? Pick a side. They're both great. <laughs> They're both. You, there's no Just stop it. When when like asshole fights when the New England Patriots take on the Dallas Cowboys, America mm. wins. I mean, there's yeah. there's no they, unless they tie. <laughs> it Here is a great. The list. Uh, inflation. And another Krantz brother weighs in. Oh, uh, boy. Into the squared circle with Don, Ron. Why didn't you just sit down with Tucker Carlson? Why did you bother with Elon Musk? Why yeah, didn't you sit down? True. That's my that's my that's true. All right. Nikki Haley gets a town hall. Why? John Roberts says he's going to stop drinking. He swears it, really. And yeah. he's never going to strike his wife with an open hand again. Really? I swear, really, he really? promises. This time for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin continues to put the McCarthy in McCarthy. Uh, and Target becomes the Target. All right, let's do uh, let's, let's do our friend uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, as he has made a decision to announce that he's launching his campaign for president to the shock of all of us, and he's going on the greatest platform of all, Brad. Yeah. Just a... Uh, Big picture from uh, 30,312 feet. See what I did there? Mm -hmm. um, this whole thing about I'm going to announce on date X that I'm running. Don't you think that's a bit played out? It may be. <laughs> the, the whole idea Maybe. of it. And I know there are dates that are associated with legal requirements as to when you have to announce or how late you can announce before you have to be more accountable with the money that you spend. I understand, I understand all that, but could there be anything in the end that's more forgettable than the moment you did announce? Now I do recall in the case of Barack Obama, mm -hmm. it was uh, a kind of a brilliant bit of, stagecraft and he got lucky because i think it was snowing he, and of course he's in illinois and he did it i think in the, the winter you know here we are in the spring of that that year before the uh, election but obama did it i think probably in chicago or springfield Sp Illinois. Springfield. Wherever it, it, yeah it was springfield did he and uh it just kind of looked it looked right and there have been other good ones like that it's not just limited to obama but now because of the change in technology, people are tripping over each other. 
thinking that there are newer, more creative ways to do this that people are going to remember or care about or give a crapola about just in general. So what does Ron DeSantis do instead of, you know, standing there across the street from Mar-a-Lago or some kind of provocative thing like that? I don't know. Uh, he's going to do something with uh, Elon Musk on Elon Musk's Twitter, which, boy, Britt, who's, uh, who's a worse manager of a media property? The people who run CNN or Elon Musk and Twitter. Go. you got five seconds. Go. It's a dead heat. It's a dead, it's, a de- it's an absolute dead heat. They both yeah. suck ass at managing media. And uh, I'm not a big Twitter guy. I have a Twitter account. And uh, if you were to look at my Twitter account, you'd see over a period of five years, about, about 20 posts. And usually if I do something, I'll, I'll copy and paste it from something I put up on Facebook and nobody gives a shit and I don't care. That's all. Um, I've never quite gotten Twitter as a, as a producer. I've never quite gotten it. I admit that. Uh, I've certainly looked at it and looked at what other people who I respect or good media people or good kind of not media people, but really savvy people use it for. I, I get that, but it looks like, and apparently this is true, it's really deteriorated in the year or so that Musk has run the show and it has fallen into, say, disrepair. It's kind of the San Francisco of uh, social media platforms. You see what I did there on that one? Yeah. Um, Charlie Warzel writes for uh, The Atlantic. He used to write for The New York Times. And he says that uh, Twitter has evolved into a platform that is indistinguishable from the wastelands of alternative social media sites like Truth Social and Parlay, Parler. It is now a right-wing social network, a haven to far-right influencers, and a network that advances the interests, prejudices, and conspiracy theories of the right wing of American politics. Has Charlie got it right there, Britt? Yeah. No, there's. I cannot find an error in that statement. All right. All right so good enough. So why are you going on there? This is a to, genuflect. To start your to, campaign. Which, which one more? This, just one more note. The, the Twitter. It is, it is not a national platform. It is a niche platform and always was. Becoming more and more niche every day. It always was. Um, yeah, this is a genuflect to those people that you can you say don't matter. This is Joe Rogan nation uh, to the, the people who think the Joe Rogan white guys think that Elon Musk is the smartest human being on the planet. He has it exactly right. And that's what Ron DeSantis, that's that's the ass of whom he is kissing uh, when he does this stuff. So I don't get it. He is uh, five moves ahead of me on the chessboard. And uh, this will be looked back at in the future as a great moment when someone decided uh, they were going to tear up the old playbook and look, look what they do. I don't think so. But, I don't think okay. so either. Let's yeah. go to our favorite new uh, blind item website, crazydaysandnights.net. <clears throat> Ready? Go. This already announced candidate for the A++ list job, that is the presidency, 
must know that this really big secret is known to everyone he is opposing in the race. If he starts getting any momentum, he probably won't. They will just release it and crush the world. I'm not sure why he would risk that. So this was somebody who was already announced as of yesterday. You know what? This could be the first truly um, ubiquitous, widely distributed, artificial, intelligence-altered political blow to someone who will have to spend a lot of time trying to tell you that's not me that what do you don't you think that that's what's going to happen here because that's 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 going to be the trump move that is going to be the trump move it'll be someone on behalf of trump yes of course and he'll he'll try to distance himself from it of course i had no idea just like the wrestler in the uh in the ring with a foreign object that the referee never sees I don't. I can't believe people are saying that his wife faked cancer. Why would people say that? I'm shocked. Right. I disavow exactly. all of that. Yeah, yeah. Let me see the diagnosis. I want to see the birth certificate from Obama. I want to see the diagnosis. <laughs> right. Let me see the charts. Show me the charts. And, you know, we're we're laughing at this, but it's true. It's so stupid. <laughs> I know. Stupid because remember, this is a guy that within the last 24 hours, Trump was whining that other people are getting large settlements in court. Where's mine? Exactly. <laughs> He's saying, Where's okay. mine? <laughs> Where's mine? How come I'm not getting anything? Why isn't Donald Trump specifically profiting from the court system? Well, it, it could be because, number one, you're the person now getting sued and losing. And number two, whenever you do sue, it never goes anywhere and always gets thrown out of court. That, that could be the reason. I'm just guessing. Not a lawyer. Don't know. Just spitball and just kind of free, free, freestyling there? Yeah, yeah. Can't be, uh, can't be 100% sure. Wow. So the, uh, so the DeSantis campaign in general, I mean, he's been, the last couple of months have been really bad. Objectively, not very good for Ron DeSantis. Well, that was, you know what? The Lakers started off 2-12, and 12 and they made it all the way to the semifinals so you know you can turn your season around brit if you if you make the right trades axios axios looks at the media implications here and they say that in choosing to bypass fox for twitter uh ron DeSantis is sending a signal to conservatives that fox news is just as much a part of the mainstream media oh those two horrible words they are so mean when they say that mainstream media as cnn or any other news network why didn't the fucker Times go on Newsmax? Why didn't he go on Newsmax or One America or one of those stupid ass things? If he's if he's New York that Times goes a bit further, saying it allows Twitter to claim to be outside the mainstream media, the world that Rupert Murdoch's network yeah. inhabits. Boy, this is about trying to reposition and 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 repaint uh, everybody. Next thing you know, someone's going to point out that doesn't work for Fox anymore or wants to compete against them. That Fox never was fair and balanced. Wait till that gets out. Oh, I don't know if that's you imagine. Happen. I don't believe. I, I believe you're talking <laughs> crazy. You're just yeah, talking I crazy know. now. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Um. So, l- let's play the McLaughlin group game. I'll be John McLaughlin. You yeah. be uh, Patty Patty Buke Duke. You you be Morton Kondracki. Okay, <laughs> Morton Kondracki. After nine o'clock tonight, who will have emerged with more capital out of the day's events? Ron DeSantis or Elon Musk? Go. I'm going to say it's going to be Elon Musk. He's got multi-billion dollars. He feels no pain. 
to a segment of America can do no wrong. And Ron DeSantis to a lot of America is, huh? What? Yeah. Don't you, this will leave it as, huh? That's for sure. I, the, uh, how much, but how much replay will there be? That The important thing isn't not who's going to uh, find Twitter tonight that hasn't been on Twitter to, to suddenly access it, to see this, that's going to be nobody, right? It's going to be uh, the viral uh, portion of it with all the networks replaying it and, and, and picking it from there. He knows that. So it's not, it's not the original broadcast of it on Twitter. Aren't you enjoying though? Aren't you kind of enjoying the, the pre campaign takedowns, the Donald Trump uh, machinations, oh. the, the various, Larry Kudlow's already in full, like, ah, this guy sucks ass mode. It's like all that stuff's happening right now. It's in motion. Yeah. You want to uh, you want to have me read the the Trump shit on this? Yeah, yeah, why not? I mean, nothing could be more entertaining. And and, and by the way, um, you know, a lot of a lot of great authors, great actors. You look back over their careers, and you go, you know what? They played the same character all the time. They played themselves, right? If you right. I mean, if you watch a John Wayne movie, and I, you know, I kind of appreciate John Wayne for for what he accomplished as an actor. He, he did, but but it's a John Wayne movie. He's sure. always John Wayne. Sure, just, just the way it works. Uh, who would be comparable to that today? Where no matter what movie they're in, it's a, well. Uh, Vin Diesel. It's always, he doesn't well, play anything besides Vin Diesel. Right? It's not like uh, Marky Mark. Marky Mark. Uh, Mark Wahlberg plays the same guy in every movie. Yeah. I mean, it's the same guy. Yeah. Liam Neeson actually plays the same guy in every movie now. It's you know, he used to like not this. to. He I used to not to, and then he figured out this is a lot more lucrative. Right? right. I can make so much money just doing this for like ninety minutes. Uh, uh. Now, is a Harrison Ford movie automatically? No, see, he's versatile. He can be different kinds of people. Yeah, really yeah, no, there was there was times when he, he took left turns. Yeah, yeah. He's All right, here's guy. Look, Rob DeSanctimonious. Okay, you already know you got trouble when he. <laughs> We're done. We, we've already tested this in the focus groups, and it's not hitting. But he doesn't have any writers anymore. He has no lawyers. He has no writers. <laughs> It's sad. Can can we just get AI to write his shit now? I mean, that's the good part for him. Rob DeSanctimonious came to me asking for help. He was losing badly by 31 points to popular capitalized agriculture, capitalized commissioner, Adam Putnam. I can love I, it when Trump references people that no one nobody knows. knows who they are. Can I, no can I do one. it? Can I, can I do the, the uh, sir, I need your help, sir. Can you please help me, sir? Is that what is that what the sanctimonious said? Is that your prediction? <laughs> That's my prediction. He was getting ready to drop out of the race, ran a terrible campaign. Ron told me he had one last chance, my support and endorsement, the word support and endorsement capitalized, what? which Putnam. <laughs> and everyone else wanted also. Everybody wanted Don's support. I gave it to Ron, and the race was over. In one day, he went from losing badly to winning by a lot. With three, the following words all are capitalized. Large Trump rallies. He won the general election in an upset. Disloyal. DeSantis can't win the general election or get the nomination because he voted this is all capitalized now. Voted to obliterate Social Security, even wanting to raise the minimum age to 70 or more. Voted to badly wound Medicare and fought hard and voted for a 23% tax on everything. 
tax on everything is in quotes. Tax on everything. He voted Sales for tax. tax on everything. He was and is a disciple of horrible rhino Paul Ryan and others too many to mention. Also, he just desperately needs a personality transplant. And to the best of my knowledge, they're not medically available yet. A disloyal person. All right. So uh, the reason I said into the squared circle with uh, Donald Trump, what what bugs me about what we just did, yeah. all right, which is give Trump the lead horse position here and uh, sound like, well, God, we don't want to tamper with greatness with Donald Trump by allowing this interloper to enter the race. He shouldn't even be allowed to enter the race. Has Trump said that one yet? He's always done that with everybody else. Uh, they shouldn't be allowed. It shouldn't be allowed. Shouldn't be allowed. Has he done yeah. that with the Senate? Yeah, I don't he think he has. Yeah. Um, but what that negates is the atmosphere in which Trump is operating in. And remember, he's all about distraction, pretending that what's happening isn't happening. What you're seeing with your eyes and ears is a lie. And he's in full panic mode. Uh, we thought this at one point years ago, but now it's kind of true. He's just about run out of lawyers. There are none left. Yeah. Who, who want, there, there, there are none left. And it's because if you lie to your lawyer, they don't like you and they leave you. And yeah. you can only do that so many times. I guess you can do it when it's a lawsuit by uh, a carpenter who uh, didn't get paid the $100,000 you owed him for working on the uh, top three floors of your Atlantic City casino in 1986. Okay. That's a little different than this. And so he's operating, if you didn't know any better, from a position of strength today when he says these things. And he's not. He's a well, weak, weak man with nothing. He's got nothing to offer, and he's got nothing going on except for the stupidity of people who don't know better, and there are fewer and fewer of them each day. This doesn't expand his base. This doesn't help well, him get the nomination. Brad, he's he, get elected. Yeah, he's a man with nothing, except he's the odds-on favorite to win the Republican nomination, and he has a chance at winning the presidency. There's a shot. That, but I'm not really worried about that specifically right now i'm worried about the the yeah, havoc not, that he he wreaks not, continually continuously on the country we're not putting him in existence. the lead dog we're not putting him in the lead dog position the republican voters are putting him in the lead dog position time and time and time and time again yeah they're the they're the ones i mean but it's i think i think to a to an extent it's humorous i, I can't even figure out what it would be like it's like the relationship between trump and DeSantis is if you had two people that you hate and they were in a relationship and all of a sudden you heard they were swinging on each other. You'd be like, eh, I don't know. Maybe let it go for a while. I mean, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. Uh, his, his takedowns of DeSantis are like, well, he kind of earned it. And to see Trump kind of run to the left, which is what part of this is. And to see some of the people who are like true believers go, oh my God, I can't believe he's doing this. I just wish Mr. Trump would be, uh, have a little more civility and decorum. <laughs> 
Because you still do have those people that say that, you know. <laughs> oh my God, I just don't like but, to see him down in the. But his like policies this. were great. His yeah. policies were great. If we could just get, if we could get away with the social media posts and some of this this nickname stuff, by God, we'd have a great president. <laughs> it's it's that kind of shit, you know. Yeah, but the San DeSantis truly doesn't have a shot. DeSantis, I don't think he's got a shot. I don't think any of them have a shot. I think it's Donald Trump's race to lose. And you, you've seen the timeline about when Super Tuesday happens in 2024, and then his trial starts like two weeks later in New York. You've seen that timeline, right? Uh, so you're 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 uh, you're on board with the that's the greatest thing that could ever happen to him after the after the I, big day of primaries a few weeks. But that'll that'll, that'll uh, put him over the. Who was it? If he hasn't done it by that, no. What's going to put him? What's going to put him over the hump here is uh, this is at least on paper from a technical standpoint turning into 2016 because you've got what at least eight or nine uh, declared candidates. You have a few sitting on the sidelines here waiting to jump in. You got Sununu up there in New Hampshire. You got Chris Christie dead. They're, but they're they're all they're all going to do it and. You know, in these uh, early primaries, that splits the non-Trump vote, and that's how Trump won the last time because he just needs pluralities in a lot of these states. In other words, if Trump uh, zooms to the top of uh, any particular state that has those rules in place with 30 or 35 percent of the vote and the next eight people total the other 70 percent, he gets all the delegates. That's how, oh, yeah. and that's no, the, by, by the way, that's the Republican Party rule in a lot of the states. That's the difference between Republicans and Democrats. Also, I'm not uh, running a commercial here for the Democratic Party, but they don't do winner take all. They do proportion. No. They no. do proportion. So, um, uh, I would uh, I would also point out that fair. the real race here is because it does look like some of the big heavy hitters as far as the billionaires and stuff in the Republican party look like they are going to shove some money toward DeSantis. Now, when he crashes and burns dies and the, it all goes tits up, are they then going to be like, eh, we're going to withhold some money from Trump or they, they finally have a come to Jesus meeting where they go, well, he's our guy. So we got to throw I, money at him until proven otherwise. Right. And we have almost eight years of proof that no matter what they say, no matter what happens, it always defaults to, but I'll still support the nominee of the party, no matter yeah. who it is. Yeah. And so it does not matter. And, and Trump, being Trump, doesn't care. He doesn't care. Yeah, sure. He's uh, after disloyal DeSantis. And he's uh, after Nikki Haley, who came to him in tears, too. They all come to him in tears, begging for his support. And then he, sir. he trashes them during the camp. Yes, yeah, sir. Sir, but I need your help, sir. Of, right. In terms of big money, people, uh, oh, there's there's never any hard feelings when they come back home. Sir, and I need look, a blood transfusion, sir. You have type O negative blood, sir. Do you know how to change a tire, sir? I got a flat. <laughs> tell me yeah tell me about nikki haley tell me about the great nikki haley announcement which i'm ready to go with oh boy remember the, uh, the, the political courage of nikki haley is that she had the courage to take that confederate flag down from the state capitol under gunpoint immediately after a white guy murdered a lot of people in a church 
in a black church. I mean, it was it was really moments in courage. And you know what? You notice, you, you notice that's never talked about. It's weird, huh? Yeah. It's weird, right? you know what, Britt? It's nothing to be proud of. I <laughs> see right, CNN announced that Jake Tapper gets the nod to moderate a town hall with Nikki Haley. So clear out your calendar, people. But start yeah. buying the snacks and stocking up on, on alcohol and invite your friends over. That's June 4th at 8 o'clock Eastern time. The so they, press release from CNN says that Nikki Haley is going to take questions from uh, Jake Tapper and a live audience that com- is comprised of uh, Iowa Republicans who all love Trump. No, Iowa Republicans and Iowa voters who say they will pre-register to participate in the Republican caucuses by the deadline set by the Republican Party of Iowa. Um, the only purient interest that you have here is just how many Trump people will sneak in there to act as Donald Trump. Here's a question uh, from uh, Bob Johnson. He's from Cedar Rapids. Uh, Governor Haley, Donald Trump says you were in tears and you were crying and you were begging for his his support and he gave you a job as UN ambassador why would your disloyalty show in this way that you would dare to run against such a great man as Donald Trump you know, is, is she going to get that kind of harassment what do you think yeah I mean the, the biggest thing is now CMN's on the stupid train they have to do one for everybody right and then it's going to be uh, the, the Indian guy they got to get him on there and spout all of his MAGA bullshit and then as you point out, Chris Christie and then Tim Scott, who is less than dead on arrival. I mean, there there, there are dead people who are refusing to vote for him. Uh, so that's I, I'm I feel I kind of feel sorry for Tapper at this point. Tapper's a great journalist, but to have him roll out here and do this for a candidate who has zero chance of winning, and just to do it and felt well, we let Donald Trump do it, so now we have to have everybody do one. It's, it's I'm just, surprised they didn't so do stupid. a gang town hall where you know you put three or four of them out there together which of course that would make trump look even more important that he would get one himself and uh, they would group several other people lower in the polls and they were justified by saying well since you know nikki Haley only has two percent or whatever uh we're not going to devote the and of course that's a self-reinforcing thing if you give the lesser candidates a lesser spotlight than you give Trump. Well, what are you doing? You're campaigning for Trump, which is, which is why it never should have been. It never should have been done in the first place. It was stupid. It's the Trump people have been have been just crowing for two weeks about how he whipped their ass. Uh, It's the original sin. And now again, they have to do it for everybody. It's just dumb, 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 dumb. All right, let's go to the uh, chief justice of the United States. Uh, John Roberts. And by the way, that is his official title. It's not Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Chief Justice of the United Chief States. Justice of the United States. That's right. A lot of people don't know that, but I do. <laughs> John Roberts begged me for a job. He said, sir. <laughs> he didn't quite say that. <laughs> no, he didn't quite say that. All right. Let's, uh, we, got a, we got a clip here in a second. All right. John Roberts. And 
I assume this is an attempt at comedy. Okay. It's not funny though. That's why I called it an attempt. Yeah. Jokes are frequently funny. He says it was harder for him to decide to have a fence put up around the Supreme court building ahead of the ruling that reversed Roe versus Wade Dodd, then it was to actually decide the case. <laughs> you know, the one that took away women's yeah, constitutional rights to abortion. Some good, some good shit there. Uh, John Roberts told the American Law Institute they've been around for 100 years. They honored him with a prestigious award at their annual meeting on Tuesday night. And erecting that fence was the toughest decision he's had to make in nearly 20 years oh, as funny. chief justice can you imagine how hard that must have been so funny so hilarious yeah here's the actual quote i'm asked what's the hardest thing what was the hardest decision i had to make in 18 years was it this first amendment case was it the death penalty case was it some major separation of powers case none of those the hardest decision i had to make was whether to erect fences and barricades around the supreme court pause for laughter I had no choice but to go ahead and do it. Oh. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Now, the uh, real headline is is not that. But since we're so good at diverting ourselves into trivia, yeah. we just yeah. had to mention that. The real question is, uh, are you going to talk about all the corruption? You're going to talk about Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, everybody uh, trading Money for influence, gifts for influence. What are you going to do about that, Justice Roberts? Supreme Court justices don't adhere to any of the rules that other federal judges are going to do. What, what do you have to say about that? Now, you tell me if he says anything here, anything at all. And on a final issue of concern inside the court, I want to assure people that I am committed to making certain that we as a court adhere to the highest standards of conduct. We are continuing to look at things we can do to give practical effect to that commitment. And I am confident there are ways to do that that are consistent with our status as an independent branch of government under the Constitution's separation of powers. Okay. That was the definition of a triple nothing burger with cheese, with onions, tomato, pickle, mayonnaise, everything. We're going to think we're going to do it. I swear we're going to think hard about this and we're going to. That was nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Yep. that's pathetic it kind of makes me think he's really not going to do anything you think it kind of makes me as i sit here i'm not totally sure he's committed to doing something all right brit uh as a as a lifetime alcoholic whose life has been ruined what are you going to do about your alcoholism please please tell me now i'm your wife <clears throat> you know within the uh, bounds of the legal drinking age and what they are within uh, the state we live in i believe i am committed to following those guidelines for <laughs> what is necessary as an adult uh, that consumes alcoholic beverages thank you are you going to think hard about it 
there's going to be a, a, a lot of thought, uh, a lot of thoughtful prayer involved, and there's going to be soul a searching. Lot of- a lot, of, a lot of soul searching. I believe some reflection is needed here, and uh, I, I'm sure that I'm going to come up with a workable solution. Uh, do, do you have any kind of timeline where you're you're going to stop this? Can't really put a timeline this- on this. A deadline. This is more of a a, a results based decision. Uh, as opposed to, thank you. Stop it. Thank okay. you. <laughs> Get out of my courtroom. <laughs> That's contempt of court. That's the worst. Uh, do the That's do the inflation weird. do the inflation thing with a Krantz brother, another Krantz brother weighing in. All right, here we go. Uh, yesterday, uh, somebody, I think it was on my my news feed, put up a little blurby thing. I've I've seen this this before. It was uh, it was an ad from 1963, September of 1963, and it was for a color television set, color TV, and the price on the color TV was I think three hundred sixty nine dollars, something okay. something like that, three hundred sixty nine bucks. Okay, and uh, I thought, well, that's that's kind of uh, what I remember color TVs when they first came out costing. And, of course, $369 then was uh, a lot of money, a lot of mm-hmm. money. This was uh, an ad for a 21-inch, which was not the largest screen at the time. There were 23-inch. And then when Zenith came out with 25-inch sets, I remember it was a big deal. It was a game changer. Color. Ooh, yeah, yeah. But this is still 1963. And mm-hmm. color TVs are not are not ubiquitous at all. There wasn't that much color broadcasting being done. I think right. Bonanza was in color, and right. Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Walt Disney was in color. That was about it. I don't think anything else was. Did NBC um, even have the Peacock at that point? Was the Peacock introduced uh, to NBC? No, uh, the, the Peacock was in black and white. It was sad. No, I don't know. I think they did. I think I've that's got what the they in, did use. I've got the inflation adjustment on that don't price. Do unless that's where don't, you're going. That's where Brit, you're going. Brit, don't, okay. Yes. Don't. I'm, I'll be over here. Yes. Because I've done that. That's part of the story. That's the mm-hmm. point. Um, so I posted the little ad and I said, the rent's too high. Food has skyrocketed. Nobody can afford a car. Utilities are moving up. College tuition. Are you kidding me? Concert tickets. Forget about it. But the one thing for sure that's a hell of a bargain these days, relatively speaking, is your TV. Color TVs were downright brutal when they first came widely available 1963 so when you put 369 dollars into the department of labor inflation calculator you get three thousand six hundred fifty eight dollars and 20 cents right and uh wow uh that means that when you walk into best buy or yeah, there is no Sears anymore to walk yeah. into. Well, there's almost uh, no. There's really not Walmart. Almost, nobody, nobody walks into Best Buy anymore either. Uh, it's a thing called Amazon. If you go to Amazon, yeah, take a look. Amazon, but uh, um, when you when you check out TVs, I mean, you can get a pretty fantastic, pretty big screen TV for between you know five hundred and a thousand dollars. You can go cheaper than that. You can certainly go above that, depending on if you want the highest technology. Um. But okay, so my brother, younger brother, 
usually it's my older brother that that comes after me for being a jerk. Mm-hmm. But my younger brother, Mitch, says, I think I paid around $3,600 for my 77-inch Sony 4K. And then he says, false equivalency? Technology improvements far outweigh inflation, not to mention China microchips. Did you did you immediately go after him and kill him as you would have done anyone else? I said you overpaid, period. You, you did. I said by now, your over-the-age-of-sixty eyesight equalizes everything, so the higher resolution sets, it's imperceptible to you. Take my word for it. Crystal clear resolution doesn't make the Lakers sucking and look any better. <laughs> it doesn't make Jimmy Fallon funnier. It does allow you, to be fair, to get a closer, more detailed look at Wolf Blitzer's beard. And I put up a picture. Of I'm looking Wolf I'm looking right Blitzer. now on the uh, Walmart uh, app. You may have heard of Walmart. They're a pretty big retailer. Yeah. Six, it's a 75-inch 4K television, $628. Yeah. Now, I'm sure it's... Okay, and, and we know there, there really is a difference when you get up into the super high-end screens. I mean, you know, I, I look at them, uh, particularly at Costco, because they have them all. They, have the, they yeah. have the super expensive ones, and they have the more reasonable ones, too. And yet, the picture is, is a bit more stunning at those, those higher levels. But that's not the issue here. Okay? No, it's not. That's not the issue. The issue is that in, in 1963, when... The uh, average take-home salary of a, of a human being in this country was probably, I don't know, ten, eleven, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 sure. to pay 370 bucks for a color TV was quite a, quite a chunk of change. And now people make a lot more money and uh, TVs are, they're, they're a great deal. Now there's, the problem is it costs you a fortune to get the programming into the set if you want all the, the streaming, but that's, a, that's a side issue, but, uh. Um, and, and of course, technology is better. Nobody's arguing that. That's not the point. Nobody sits around, though, in 1963 and says, you know, this is very, very expensive. But, you know, 50 years from now, just think how it's going to be. No, it's not how we think. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. So uh, as a result, uh, this is now another brother I've had to disown. <laughs> at least you're being I fair and balanced. At least, at least they're both gone now. Right. And, and here, here's the thing. Course, you, you know, my, 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 my initial idea was to go, what the fuck are you spending four grand on a TV for? What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, that's you? true. But then, uh, you know, now that your parents aren't around, you don't have to pretend to be nice to them anymore. I mean, come on. You can say, hey, it's a, we, we kept it together when they were alive. Now, eh, fuck you guys. And, you know, just, that's the way it is. Well, no, here's, here's, the, here's the difference between me and, and my If my parents were here, yeah. To see that they would think it's the greatest thing oh, ever. They'd love it, and I'm sure it's fun. To, I'm sure it's a great TV. I'm sure it is, and they would they would love it because they were really into uh, uh, you know, and trying to get the best. Stat. Oh, absolutely, they love yeah. they love that stuff. And you know me, I, you know I'm I, I think I'm Clark Howard's um, <laughs> you know, son by a different uh, mother. You know, I don't know. <laughs> cheap, 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 cheap. You know, because you you know my TV, it's a uh, it's a fifty five inch Sharp <laughs> that I did get at Best Buy, and I think I paid you know three hundred and eighty bucks for something like that, and it yeah. works fine. I've had it for no. five years, and uh, it's good it's good enough for me. It's good enough for me, but that's just me. 